Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6, from the English Standard Version. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. Mm. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. Wow. How cool is it that this this teaching on judging others comes right on the heels of not worrying? I I do think it's connected. (laughs) I do. I do. Um, and you know, maybe if you're going to, to, to worry about something, uh, worry about it with God who can do something about it. And if you're going to judge something, uh, get with God before you start judging. And then, uh, you know, to use a sort of, um, vernacular or colloquial saying, worry about yourself. You know, if you're going to judge something, judge yourself. If you're going to worry about something, worry about yourself. And we say those things in that way of saying, you know, get right. You get right. And so let's take, let's take a little journey through these few verses here from uh, Matthew chapter number seven. Uh, I, 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 I think we all, um, can, rightly judge some things. And I think we all sometimes erroneously judge some things. And I think uh, we often throw around the idea of not judging, meaning to say we're never supposed to judge while, uh, you know, that's just not true. That's not true. What Jesus exhorts us to do, what Jesus instructs us to do is be careful how we judge, start at the right place with judgment and use the right means and measure of judgment. Um, I think overall, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge, uh, you know, threefold exhortation. Number one, be careful in judging. <laughs> number, number two, look at yourself first, right? And then number three, um, you know, watch out, you know, number three is an A and B. Watch out what you use to judge with and the measure with which you use to judge. And that will, that will radically reorient us. Pretty, pretty fast. Now, uh, Jesus starts with this, this first thought here. He's like, uh, okay, judge not. But then it has a kind of a, a condition or a caveat with it, lest you be judged. Uh, in other words, he's like, don't judge. And you might say, why? All right. One, God is judge. In other words, that's not your job. Somebody say, amen. That's not your job. And then I think we can, we can look at the passage and say very easily, um, you know, secondly, secondly, don't judge because many times our ability to judge is, 
is not perfect. We're not God. It's his job and God is perfect. It's not our job and we're not perfect. Okay. And then I think a third thing here is Jesus wants us to not be trapped in the habit of having a critical spirit when it comes to others. Now, where do I get that from? I want, I want to dissect this like three different ways. So, so yeah, I'm digging deep fast, but I'm going to come back and, and go in shallow and get it again in a different way. But Jesus says, you know, like, uh, you're over here looking at this log in your brother's eye. The problem is you don't even see that log. Excuse me. You're looking at this speck in your brother's eye. You don't even see that speck correctly because of your, the log in your own eye. You know, in other words, you've got, you've got a bigger problem than, than your brother. Number one, you've got a bigger problem than your brother. Number two, you don't even see your brother's issue uh, rightly. And, and number three, you, you know, you better deal with yourself. Now get this. So that, so that, and I mean, you know, it goes and says like, you know, deal with yourself, verse five, and then you can clearly, you can see clearly then to help your brother. This is really good stuff. And, and in these days, you know, I, I lead, um, I lead a local church, you know, uh, here in Roxborough. I lead a, uh, um, an evangelistic uh, or relational discipleship ministry um, in these days where a lot of us are really, really, um, I won't say we're groping around the darkness, but it sometimes feels like that emotionally. We're not groping around the darkness. Why? Because Jesus promises to never leave and forsake us. And so I know he's with us. But a lot, a lot of people have been, how can I say this? A lot of people have been uh, critical of what what we do or, or are not doing. And, uh, you know, I kind of sometimes want to say, well, you know, hey, what are you doing? And, uh, you know, and, 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 and a couple of times with trusted friends, you know, I've sort of fleshed that out and people say, well, Hey, I'm going to work and I'm getting groceries. I'm taking care of my family. Well, they're, you know, criticizing what we're doing or not doing as a church or a ministry while, you know, when you say, when I say, well, what are you doing as a ministry? They begin to answer as their personal life. You say, well, you know, we're doing the same things while also trying to navigate this ministry. And, and suddenly, if someone is willing to really listen, they might discover that all they're doing is taking care of number one while criticizing others for not taking care of somebody else. And, and I've seen it and I hadn't seen it a lot. And, and, I, and, and the conversations I've been able to have with people have been really peaceful. OK, but let's just put I, I don't, I'll pick somebody from each side of the political spectrum just to illustrate this. So, you know, Democratic Governor Roy Cooper, for example, uh, here in my state, here in our state, lots of people criticize what he is or is not doing. Uh, Republican President Donald Trump, a lot of people are criticizing, uh, you know, what they are or are not doing. And I'm going to tell you what they're doing. They're trying to work through something they have never seen in their lifetime. And while we're over here, not at all doing a job like theirs, we're, 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 um, we're really free in criticizing them. And I'm going to tell you what, I've joined the bandwagon. I've criticized things that, you know, our president has done. I've criticized things our governor has done. And, and, you know, you read a passage like this and, and God's like, uh, okay, check it. You've developed a critical spirit and you're concentrating on others rather than concentrating on what I've given you to do right in front of you.
you know, that's one of those times where you, you know, you feel, you know, kind of, kind of dumb and you say, man, I should have had a V8 this morning. I'm not handling life very well. This passage can be very confrontational. And Jesus in dealing in that day with a culture that constantly looked at outward issues, people walked around judging each other constantly, constantly. Jesus says, uh, that's not your job. Uh, it is God's job. You don't see perfectly. He does see perfectly. And what you're risking is developing a critical spirit about others rather than a healthy introspection that leads you to a healthy ministry. Take a look at yourself. You know, that's what he says in Matthew 7, 5. He says, you hypocrite, take the log out of your own eye. But why take the log out of your own eye? So then you can see clear to help your brother. You know, like that old ocean song says from the seventies, you know, take a, you know, take a look at yourself and you can look at others differently by putting your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Um, so that's level one of this level one is it's, it's not our job. Uh, and a danger involved with not being able to do something correctly that was never our job primarily will lead us to a place where we not only have a critical spirit, but we're unhealthy and we're not as helpful to others as we could be. And actually, you know, there is, there is this provision to at some point judge that your brother has a speck, but the goal isn't just to judge, it's to remove the speck. But it begins with getting healthy yourself. Somebody please say this is making sense to them. All right, so let's go back to the passage and go through this in another way. Okay, it's not that Jesus is advocating for never judging. That is clear. It's not that he's advocating for never judging. He's first advocating for getting an honest look at self that eventually leads us to self-health, right? So that having, having, had the log removed from my eye, okay? We're able to look at things clearly and then be helpful. So, you know, I, working with young people for a lot of years, one of the one of the most prevalent and often seen tattoos I've ever seen is the one that um, that says "Only God can judge me." Okay, <laughs> and I, I've had a lot of not confrontational, just total open conversation with young people and, and you know where we've gotten to the place where we're we basically are saying like okay only god can judge you but you know are you ready for that or you know you you, you put the i'll never forget this one young man had a tattoo at the base of his neck and he would play basketball and you know he'd have on one of these basketball type shirts and you could see that and i engaged with him two or three times and and he you know he finally confessed he, he said i mean no man can judge me and we, we had a really neat talk. I was like, actually, you know, people can, and it's very helpful when they do. Um, but you're saying only God can, and are you ready for that? Are, are you, are you open to receive healthy, helpful judgment 
right? And are you ready for God's judgment? I'm, I'm just tickled pink to say that young man has got a beautiful family now, walking with the Lord. It's wonderful. We had a lot of cool conversations just about coming from this tattoo. So it's it's not just don't judge, right? Jesus is saying like, stop judging wrong or else you're going to be judged from the same you know way you're doing. Judge not lest you be judged. It's not never judge. He's like, you better watch out how you're judging, who you're judging, for what reason and what measure and what method. Because, you know, you want to play that game, God will use your, you know, your your reason, your method, your measure. God, God will use that on you. Amen. Right. So. So it's not just don't judge, it's get healthy to judge. But then he, he you know. We're to make healthy judgments. You're like, Tim, where do you get that? Well, we're not here yet. We're not here yet. But if you were to go down to Matthew chapter number seven, verses 15 and 16, he actually tells them to make a judgment about fruit bearing, make a judgment about false prophets. But it's interesting to me that before we get to the place where in verses seven through 11, we're talking about asking and seeking and knocking. And before we get to the place where we're talking about what the golden rule is actually all about, what we call the golden rule. And before we get to the place of, of uh, looking at people who are teaching and, and looking at fruit bearing, before we get to the place of looking at our own works, what Jesus wants to do is for us to get a healthy healthy um, understanding and view of what judge, judging is all about. So he's never saying, I mean, excuse me, he's not saying never judge, right? He's saying like, don't judge the wrong way because then you'll just get judged by that same standard. You, you're not ready for that. And we're definitely not ready. If you get down into, you know, uh, Matthew 7, 21 and following, you, you know, we get down in those verses and, uh, <laughs> it's really clear. Uh, he's going to say to some people, depart from me, you workers of, e of, of iniquity. I've never known you. And they're going to be like, what? And you can go all the way back to right here. And, and they've been, they, they've been making misassessments, misjudgments. So Jesus, you know, Jesus doesn't say never judge. Uh, what he's doing is straighten out our understanding of, of, of judging so that he can move us to a healthy space of judging. All right. Let's look at this in another layer. All right. Why should we be careful and thoughtful in judging? Well, number one, you're going to be judged. <laughs> all right. That's just, that's all right. Cool. Reason enough. Have a good day. <laughs> Let me be careful and thoughtful, full of grace and mercy, kindness, compassion. Let me try to understand other people's motives and, and uh, circumstances and brokenness. And uh, let, let, let me be as careful with somebody else as I would like somebody to be with me. Amen. But then there's another reason. Okay. Look at look back at, at, at Matthew 7, 2. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it'll be measured to you. Okay, that's that's one of the moments where I hear like uh, Scooby-Doo's voice, you know, rut row raggy, okay? Um, if you were to go over into James, and we, we just were running, I see time is fleeting. If you were to go over to James chapter 4, verse 11, um, 
the apostle James says, when you're busy judging and go test me on this, go look at it. When you're busy judging um, the law, then what's really happening is uh, the law is judging you. In other words, be, be keeping the law, not sitting around trying to uh, judge it all the time. Um, man, what counsel? Okay. Uh, if you're going to be criticizing somebody for something, why don't you, why not we just be doing the thing we're criticizing them for doing wrong or not doing right or not doing it all? Um, be busy doing the right thing, living the, the law of liberty. Um, so, uh, a way I might illustrate that is instead of pointing out everything that everybody's doing wrong, just be caught doing right yourself. Um, I, I went down Highway 40 uh, Tuesday for the first time in weeks. And uh, I was um, <clears throat> speeding and uh, talking about the other drivers and thinking about that I was going to share this passage. <laughs> and I, I, I just had a big laugh. I said, here I am breaking a bunch of laws, fussing about the people driving around me breaking laws. And I, you know, you, you hear the voice of Jesus, uh, you know, not audibly, but I'm just saying, I can imagine hypocrite, <laughs> uh, you know, he doesn't pull punches. You go back to Matthew seven, five says, you hypocrite, you hypocrite. Like, uh, you're doing it, man. Instead of doing the right thing, you're doing the wrong thing and fussing about people doing the wrong thing. I'm like, oh, man. And so, thirdly, thirdly, uh, as we look at this in our third way, I don't know if y'all been keeping this. We had the first thing had three things. The second thing had two things. The third thing has three things. Thirdly, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know, um, tend to your business first. Um, Jesus is not saying we should never correct a brother, but Jesus is saying, grab a mirror first. I wish somebody would say amen. Um, He's also telling us to consider our problem as the larger problem. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, uh, uh, you know, someone, you know, who is, uh, let's say robbing a company of millions of dollars while scolding their child for falling asleep in class. Um, and even if the problem is bigger, even if your neighbor's problem is bigger, I think what Jesus is saying is like the thing that is close to you is bigger because it's in your eye. You're trying to look past your problems and look at others. And uh, as we're attending to ourselves, I think also, um, I think I think Jesus is sort of saying a lot of us will look at what other people have going on so that we don't have to look at what we have going on. And what it does is it causes a blindness in us about ourselves. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. You know, uh, I'll uh, I'll never forget. I I I never let this out of my head. It was, just, but it wasn't my head. I'll never forget this uh, 
uh, I, I was a guest, I was a guest speaker at, at this, at this, you know, at this church. And man, just a, a lot of the young ladies were dressed, um, provocatively and, and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I was sort of mentally judging them. And, and, uh, I was thinking like, oh, you know, well, hey, Tim, you're taking note of all this. And I was like, oh, you know, so the, the rest of the time they're sort of walking around with my, my, my eyes on the floor because I'm, I'm judging myself and now I'm trying to ask God to help me. Right. And, uh, 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 I was like, uh, God, once I can, uh, maneuver through this and, uh, get my mind and heart right about this, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I'll have the freedom to speak with the pastor and just, you know, see, maybe I'm just misjudging this whole thing, but I know for a fact that I'm noticing more than all to be noticing. So let's get me right first. Um, and so, um, I know that's a tough, that's a tough thing for me to admit, but that episode has always stuck with me. I'm going to look at this girl. Oh, and look at that girl. Oh, that's too short. That's, that's showing too much of this. That's too tight. And Tim, why are you looking? Why are you looking so hard you're noticing? Why are you staring long enough to know details? Man. So he concludes this little passage with an exhortation not to give dogs what is holy, not to, not to, you know, throw your pearls before pigs. Or I've always liked how the King James says not to cast your pearls before swine. You know, uh, what is this all about? Um, basically saying, why are we judging people in this sort of way? And then, you know, why, why do we, why do we then give the good stuff away? Why do we misjudge people and give the good stuff away? Um, the, um, the sort of way I might put this is why are you saying this person is morally out of bounds Okay. And then assuming they can hear your moral counsel. That's, that's the way I put it. Why are you saying I'm judging my neighbor and then assuming they can hear your moral condition? You need to say, am I moral? And, and will I take a look at my moral condition and will I hear moral advice? And then once I've taken a look at my condition and gotten into position to receive moral counsel, then I'll, then I'll go over there and, and, uh, you know, see if that person can get into a position and condition to receive moral counsel. Um, in other words, he's going like, well, you know, why are you judging these people to be swine or dogs and then expecting a swine or a dog to, 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 uh, listen to you. And, um, anyway, anyway, goes right into this next passage, you know, ask, seek, knock, uh, and we will get into that later. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Mm-hmm.